you're listening to the Seven Transformations podcast. For access to the latest content, including the show notes to this episode, stay connected at the7transformations.com. Create a life you love. Transformation is an ongoing journey, and it is good that we don't have to walk that path alone. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my weekly podcast sharing life lessons on and off the competitive floor with a few stories in between. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And now, let's create a life we love. Well, hello, good morning, good evening, whatever time it happens to find you. My name is Tudor, and this is the Seven Transformations podcast. I'm here with one of my great friends, Fassel. Say hello, Fassel. Hi, everybody. What's up, guys? So we are talking today about transformation. This is, again, one of those interviews about bringing the word transformation, the process, the experience down to a relatable level. And I've got Fassel here with some very interesting things. He leads a very cool life. Um, particularly today, we're going to be talking about his involvement with uh, Vibrant Healthcare. So you can tell them more about that, what you do, and, and what it, what that is. Thanks, Judith. Thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure. Uh, Vibrant Healthcare is a healthcare company that I co-founded with uh, my partner, Dr. Sarah Zaharia, last year, and we just had our first year anniversary. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, the company is actually focused on two major areas, regenerative medicine and mental health. And both of these areas have a lot of potential to make an impact to overall mental and physical well-being. The, um, uh, one of the, the things that is really cool about this business is our approach to medicine is a very non-medicinal approach. Uh, up until now, what we have seen in medicine is a lot of uh, ways to treat the patients in a way that it takes care of the symptoms and doesn't always get to the root cause of the illness. And what we're doing with Vibrant Healthcare, both on the mental health side and on the regenerative side, is how do we reverse the uh, damage or the changes that have taken place to and get the patient back to health? Hmm. Um, the regenerative medicine especially is a very fascinating field it uh, uses primarily stem cells and other products that are stem cell-like to regenerate human tissue, whether it is skin, cartilage, bone, or other parts of the body. And that's how naturally our bodies are created. So it is a nature's way that we're tapping into and using it in very focused therapies to help patients that may have degeneration as a result of an injury, age, or some other condition that could be life-changing. Hmm. Um, and I am very excited about all of the research and things that are coming out in the field. Um, it's a fascinating field. I'm a, I'm a student of it, and I'm yeah, really enjoying really, it. It's like sci-fi coming to real life. I mean, you, you hear about these things on Star Trek, you know, and all these sci-fi movies, but really it's, it's happening, and we're moving into it. It is. It is. It is an area where there's a lot of research being done and a lot more will be coming down the pipeline. And we are excited to see how this will have an impact on overall health of the population and the things that we could bring forward that do not exist today hmm. in, the, in, in our traditional medicine. I mean, health is such a 
huge part of life. I mean, obviously, it's in, in the impact that it has, you know, and it's a very, have you ever thought of your work as transformative? Have you thought of other things you do here uh, with that with that idea in mind, that it's transforming people's lives? Yes, yes, it is. Um, actually, when I look at different aspects of the work that we're doing, transformation is a part of all of the different elements. Mm. Uh, when we look at the work that we do in the mental health field, um, mental health traditionally has been, again, focused on understanding people's past experiences and figuring out figuring out a way through talk therapy, especially in psychology, to get them to a better state of mental health. Mm. What we are doing with mental health at Vibrant Healthcare is use a form of psychology called energy psychology, which is very um, non-invasive. Um, the way energy psychology treats patients is without having to go into and resurface the trauma that caused the challenges mm -hmm. that they have. So it allows patients to heal quicker. Um, it prevents them from having to re-experience some of the traumatic events that may have led to their current conditions. Um, so because this is a different approach, transformative in a way that we're looking at how do we take an approach that's been used for so long and bring in new evidence-based approaches, new ways to empower patients and lead them to becoming healthy in a quicker, more effective way. Yeah, really you're drawing attention to the future and the newness and the, the positive and in and inadvertently, you're going to reduce the negative without having to focus on the negative. Absolutely. And and I think that's there's a lot of power that. Well, you know, what's your favorite part of you're involved with a lot of aspects with this center? And and there's so many interesting. If you guys check it out, it's a very interesting collection of different diff disciplines and modalities, healing, and it's becoming even more diverse as we get the research, as we are seeing the technology improve. But there's a lot of aspects to what you do and what you oversee. What are some of your favorite parts of the process? And what can you, if you can describe that experience? To me, it actually has two parts to it. One is I always enjoy learning new things. And because this is a field where there is a lot of good research being done and we are coming up with new ways to find treatments, it's a great learning opportunity, and I love that part of my job. The other part is um, there's, a, there's a deep connection between our mental health and physical health. Mm. One cannot be healthy unless they're looking at both parts of the equation. And what we're doing here is figuring out how to connect the two. Um, so mental health has impacts on how we feel physically, and physical ailments and conditions can lead to challenges in the mental area. The reason we ended up choosing these two areas and taking an integrative approach is because we're interested in the health of the overall population, overall patient. We want to treat people as a whole rather than let's work on your mind or let's work right. on your Isolating leg or some, your knee. Yeah. yeah. So that's the part that I enjoy most. And this is uh, fascinating how 
treating one area can lead to significantly positive outcomes in the other area. Hmm. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's hearing about it and, you know, like I said, if you guys get a chance to check it out, there are so many things that you didn't even realize that exist right now as options, especially if you know somebody that is suffering from mental health and that is not having results. There are so many powerful, effective ways I think a lot of the times, you know, I have a bachelor's in psychology and I've always been interested in psychology. I remember one of the things that occurred to me in the process when I was in college is that a large part of the problem is giving the problem attention to begin with in the sense of having this major diagnosis and how it occurs to you and how long it'll take to go, you know, like all these giant things that we put on it. And the more problem, the more attention you give the problem in that sense, the bigger the problem is. But by focusing on other things, you know, indirectly in a sense, uh, you you get rid of it much faster, which is which is really the key. It's about the results. Well, uh, can you share one of the most transformative experiences from your line of work with the center, or maybe for yourself, or maybe uh, that you witnessed, you know, in, in someone else? Great question, Tudor. I think the most trans transformative experience for me at a personal level has been to finding what creates fulfillment for me in my work and in my life. As I look back in the earlier parts of my career, a lot of that um, accomplishment-driven mentality was there. It was focused mm. on how do I reach the next level of success? How do I get the next promotion? How do I reach the next milestone? And a lot of that was focused on my personal wants and needs. And um, there was a sense of accomplishment that came from it. There was fulfillment that came from it, but it did not last very long. What happened in the later years of my career was really understanding that the level of fulfillment that we get from life and from work comes when we actually attach the reason for doing what we do to something bigger than ourselves. Mm. And that led me to um, a transformation in my personal life and also looking at the types of businesses and opportunities and areas in my life that I would be involved with. Having a bigger purpose makes us stronger. It gives us more strength. It gives us more energy, more passion. Mm. And during the times when things feel and look grim, it's that purpose that's bigger than yourself is that provides the momentum for us to continue to move forward. Mm. So I would say that was the biggest transformation in how I looked at life and business and everything else that I do. Yeah, you know, they say connect your self, little self, lowercase, to greater self, you know, the capital S. And when you can match your interests with the interests of the greater whole, that's when we feel most fulfilled and rewarded. I know I, I personally, now the things that I'm doing in my life with this podcast, with, you know, the music and everything else, it's... I look back on years in my life where I would fill my hours with other things. Let's say I was playing video games or whatever, you know, and not to say that that's bad, but like you said, there are greater rewards, you know, and it's a really about increasing your 
reward because in increasing your reward, if you accept that it's true that the more rewarding things have to do with giving back, then you by increasing your reward, then everybody else benefits too. So it's like it's a paradox, but it's like it's a win-win situation for everybody. So the more you can increase the contributory aspects of your life, the more rewarding it is to you. You know, like I, I love doing what I'm doing now. I don't even think about watching TV or playing video games or anything because not because I have some belief against it, but really it's just not as rewarding as doing like sure. fulfilling, you know, on a deeper level. So it's interesting when we can shift our perspectives by committing to something greater. So, well, here's a philosophical question for you. What does your work mean to you and how does it fit into your own life purpose, into your own vision for yourself, your future? A little more esoteric for yeah. you here. <laughs> yeah. So my purpose, when I look at what I want to accomplish in life, um, you know, doing meaningful work is very important to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to be engaged in projects and opportunities that have a purpose, a mission, a vision that aligns with me. And um, I've been involved in a couple of projects over the last three or four years. Um, one of them is economic development in developing countries by using entrepreneurship and helping develop small and, si- and medium-sized si- businesses that can create jobs and help the local communities. That business has a very, it's a nonprofit organization. It has a very well-defined objective. And that is how do we use people that are currently not empowered, empower them, give them the resources so they can change their own life rather than taking foreign aid and putting it into a developing country Mm. and creating uh, a situation. Yeah, Yeah, it's a Band-Aid. Uh, it sometimes cripples the local economy for the longer run. It does not teach the people the skills that are necessary for them to grow and help mm. themselves. It does not create jobs in the local communities. So a purpose behind that organization is to empower people, is to create opportunity through coaching, through developing, through creating financial resources but in the end, it's all about how we can make the impact we want to make in the world by empowering people. <clears throat> what your relationships as a result of you transforming through this process and realizing where the most rewarding things are for you and finding your life purpose in these creative endeavors and these contributory efforts, how has that affected your relationships in your people around you, the people close to you, family, the social relationships, how have those changed? What's been the impact on them as you have changed? Or I should say transformed, since we're sticking with the transformation theme. (laughs) I think I've always had, I've been lucky and, and blessed to have support from people around me for the things that I was doing. What I've noticed it as I am becoming more involved in things that have a bigger impact or may have a social component to it. Uh, There's a lot more passion and energy behind from the people that are around me. Uh, In fact, a number of them reach out from time to time and they're saying, we believe in what you're doing. What is it that we can do to help to 
make this move forward. So that has been a, a very uh, distinct, um, I would say, transformation, improvement, and uh, I feel like there are things that I can do now that I couldn't do before. I'll give mm -hmm. you an example of it. I grew up thinking, and you know, in my younger years, it was all about um, trying to do everything and not asking for help and mm -hmm. feeling like you know, when you're asking for help, perhaps you just couldn't ha handle it you're yourself. Weak you're weak way. and all of that. And then after getting involved in some of the things that has an impact beyond me, things that are have um, a greater purpose, I felt that my personal strength started to grow. Um, I felt less hesitation having conversations with people that had the resources and the means to support the programs. Mm. With, and I was doing that without hesitation. I saw this very clear change in me that five years ago, if I was working on a project that was important to me. I wouldn't have the necessary strength to go in and have these conversations or ask people for things uh, in ways that they could support these mm. missions. So um, overall, I think it has helped me or tap into a different level of strength that comes from within, but it's really geared towards I'm working on something that's bigger than me and I have no hesitation going and asking other people for help that may have the similar objectives and goals or value. Mm. Having that openness, really, I think yeah. is what it, yeah. what it comes down to. Well, one question I have for you is having to do with the mundane, with the everyday. You know, we we go through these motions Regardless of our jobs and careers, uh, even if we have really exciting lives where we're creating all these different things, there are many moments alongside the ones that are transformative and memorable where it is just having to do what you need to yeah. do. You know, <laughs> So the, the question always comes back to, you know, how do you create, how do you create those days? Because to me, when you're living that kind of life, when you're living a life that you love, when you're trans, you know, living a transformed life, it really takes an intent. You really have to create those days, especially when you're tired because your body does go through fluctuations energetically. You are going to have fluctuations in business and everything. So how do you, how do you make more of those special moments versus allowing circumstances to create them for you? What are some of the strategies that you employ to create more of those transformative experiences uh, and to find them out in the work that you do or create them for others? I think there are two things that matter when you're looking at this question. One is you got to stay focused on the reason why you're doing something. So when those mundane tasks come up, when you have to pull an all-nighter, when you have to do things that are just simply busy, if you stay focused on why you started to do something and that is important to you, it's a lot easier to do the boring stuff. Mm. Um, the other part that helps is surrounding yourself with people that amplify your energy, that actually support you in ways that the mundane tasks actually become fun. So. 
for me, the strategy that has worked is if I am going to be doing something that is not as engaging or fun and I have to do it, I will find a team member who can work on that with me. And who's that, very passionate about who's <laughs> very passionate about one, they can compliment me, gonna create a complimentary, you know, skills there. The other part is just being part of this little team that you're trying to do this together. One, it creates accountability. Two, it takes the boring part of it out of there, especially if you have a good relationship mm. with that person. And just helps you get through some of those days when you're not doing the most fun things. Yeah. Having that social interaction, I think, is so important yeah. to, to everything you do. You can bounce back ideas from each other. And, you know, we tend to we tend to get stuck in a rut with our own devices and our own thinking. And I think just having one person there uh, allows kind of that duality to start happening, that synergy, you know. Um, well, what does, what does the word transformation mean to you? So what is, what is your take on that word? And I guess the second part to the question is, did it mean anything different before this interview or uh, does it still mean that? Pretty much, what does the word transformation mean to you? To me, transformation reflects uh, growth. It is the process that we go through to become better each day. Uh, I don't look at transformation as some specific events at a certain time. I think transformation can happen from day to day. Uh, if we are operating with the mindset that we want to continue to improve, Whenever we see an opportunity to do something different and we take that chance, we jump on that opportunity, we're actually going through transformation. So it is a process that has to continue on over you know, our lifetimes. And when we are not transforming, we are becoming stagnant. Uh, I think a lot of the learning that we get from our challenges, sometimes our failures and obstacles gets left unused when we choose not to take those learnings and transform ourselves as a result of it. And um, some transformations are significantly impactful and we remember them and some are very small. They can happen in the way we talk to people, the way we do things, the way we handle a situation. So transformation is a key part of growing and learning, and I think it has to be ongoing. What What do you think? I, I completely agree with you. I think it's an ongoing process, and it's. And I think the underlying context behind it is that it's meaningful. Mm -hmm. you know, it's meaningful, and that meaning can be in the little things, and it can also be those big moments, like you said. What are, or maybe you can list one, like the main one that comes to your mind, as far as an obstacle to transformation? What do you think are some of the biggest obstacles or maybe one of the biggest obstacles to personal transformation? Or I guess that would be the context there. So I'm a big believer that most of our learning happens in the times of difficulty, not in the times of uh, great success. We feel I mean, there's a relationship of failure that we have to each other and oftentimes we look at failure as something that shouldn't have happened. Uh, the challenge with success is 
they give us, successes give us great pleasure and sense of accomplishment. They boost our confidence, but they also create a situation where we are not looking at all of the details of how mm. we accomplished it. You're not as scrutinizing. You're not scrutinizing. When we deal with a challenge, a setback, and an obstacle, the opportunity for transformation is significantly greater. Hmm. And we have to leverage those. And that also creates a different mindset of how to look at failure. When I look back in my life, the biggest opportunities that were presented to me that came as a result of what I thought was a failure or a setback. Hmm. So as long as we are changing our relationship to failure, understanding this is a part of the process of reaching accomplishment and success, we can find more transformation in our failures. Hmm. That's key, I think, is failure is inevitable. Mm -hmm. So if you can turn that into an, a learning opportunity, then uh, you know it, it boosts your, your learning by a lot. You know, I was talking to somebody actually recently about this idea of uh, using failure as a resource. And, you know, either way, when you take action in life, you don't lose action. Like, let's say we gave action a, a Bitcoin value. Like, it's a, it's a one. You know, mm -hmm. if I take action and I'm curious about something, that's one. I took an action. I'm going to go meet with Joe Schmo and have coffee. Well, either way, you're going to win in terms of future actions because mm -hmm. you took that action. Now, even if that's a terrible meeting, you still get action of, okay, well, what did I learn from that meeting? Or, you know, where can I go next? So you have maybe four or five actions from that point. So it's always positive. Where it's not positive in terms of the gain that you get to your action potential is when you do not turn failure into a resource because what failure does is it stops action. I remember seeing this quote uh, recently. It was really cool. It's like it was something like doubt, I think, or indecision kills more dreams than failure ever will because mm -hmm. ultimately you know doubt means you aren't going to take the action so you go to zero you know so really it's like if you can become to the point where you're letting go or transforming or whatever it is inside of you that's preventing you from using failure as a resource you know whether that's open-mindedness being critical of yourself accepting critical you know criticisms from others uh, being courageous, taking action, whatever it is, everybody's different. Allowing failure to be a resource is, is super key for, for success and transformation. Well, give us a little fortune cookie. How has your <laughs> experiences made you wiser about the rest of the world and its happenings? You know, we, we all tend to learn these universal lessons in our own way, and uh, we gain wisdom about the rest of the world. What what have you what are some maybe important lessons life lessons that you've learned that you can share i'll share i'll share two of them one is um very personal to me in terms of uh learning about myself um i believe uh as i look back over the years i was very focused on doing things myself and trying to be focusing on my you know weaknesses and improving them and not really understanding that I cannot be everything to everyone I cannot develop all the skills and the uh, the part that really helped me was understanding that I cannot do everything and it is the synergy between people who have 
complementary skills. When you align with them, that's what really creates the momentum and success. So I have this philosophy that we should focus on our strengths and just really try to manage our weaknesses. And one way to manage our weaknesses is to find people who have strengths in the areas that we do not have. And when we align with them, things just start to move forward. The other thing I've learned is in order for us to have the, the fuel, the momentum, and the energy that we need to go through the times that are not that easy when we are working on something big, we have to be very clear about why we're doing something. And having a clear why and having that speak to us is what gives us the momentum and the energy to continue to push forward when things look dark, when obstacles in our face and when we don't feel that we can take the next step. Um, what has really helped me understand uh, the value of this is also the sense of fulfillment I get after a certain accomplishment or a goal. If the reason why I'm doing something is really aligned with my values, it creates a different type of momentum and it allows me to Continue to take the actions that are necessary. Um, so finding your reason of why you're doing something is critical to having the the energy, momentum, and the and the um, force that we need to continue to push forward. Yeah, very well said. That's that's very well said. Well, that pretty much concludes our interview. Do you want to share with them where they can find? more about vibrant healthcare, regenerative medicine that you guys do. It's a really fascinating place, guys. It, it's in Arizona. And uh, are you guys thinking of expanding to other pl places? or? Yes, we are. So Vibrant Healthcare has a mission statement, which is to minimize human suffering at a global level. So nice. we have our first facility open and operating in Scottsdale. And our goal is to expand into other states within the U.S. and also move internationally so the organization will continue to grow as we develop more therapies more resources and the goal that we have is we can take some of these therapies to people around the world who do not have access to it the uh, company website is vibranthealthcare.org if you're interested in learning more about what we're doing please check it out and uh, if you are interested in the economic development project that I mentioned in Jamaica, the uh, website is resetcaribfoundation.org. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining me, my friend. This has it, been an awesome conversation with it's you. It's been a pleasure, Tudor. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much, guys, for checking this show out and listening in on our conversations about transformation. My goal with these episodes is that they contribute to your sense of transformation and personal growth, that it is something relatable, that is something every day that you can find in your own actions, and it's something accessible. I think, as we talked earlier in the interview, that it is something that should be both in the little moments as well as the big ones. And if we can start to see that, the world will be a very different place. So thank you so much. I hope that you have found value in these episodes. If you'd like to support the show check us out on uh, the website i also got a patreon account going if that's something uh, that you want to do we've got all kinds of different benefits on there for your support uh, but either way i hope it's 
contributing to your life. Like and share it with your friends if you think they'll find some value. And thanks for tuning in. We'll see you pretty soon. You're listening to the 7 Transformations Podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. For weekly articles on creating a life you love, stay connected at the 7transformationscom